This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. R-E-S-P-C-T. Now, that's a word uh, that uh, trips easily off the lips. So you see it featured a lot on the list of core values for organizations. People talk about the need to respect those from different creed or culture, and organizations promote the need to respect the rights of their employees. But what does respect really mean? So the definition of respect is to have due regard for the feelings, wishes, or rights of others. The thing is, do we really practice this unfailingly no, talking to self. Is respect consistently manifested in the way we treat others at work and in our personal relationships? So, uh, Or are we selective about how we apply it to our daily lives? So last Monday of the month, there you go, we have Human Equation founder Sheila Singham with us to discuss respect and how we can practice it and expect it from others by examining related uh, several related case studies. And I'm sure as we go through these case studies, we'll all be going like, ah, yes, 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 we've all been through that. Welcome back again, Sheila. Thank you. So as usual, uh, a couple of case studies here. Uh, we'll, maybe we'll get straight into it, yeah. And, and but maybe for that, right? Why this topic? Well, I do a lot of work with organisations. I do a lot of coaching with people, and I do find one of the issues, um, you know, that the, one of the uh, fundamental causes of of issues that happen is a lack of respect mm. in the way we talk to people, in the way we give instructions to people. Um, a lack of uh, respect for people's rights, you know, employee rights. Um, people just walking all over people, shouting at people, name calling, even, you know, personal relationships, friendships. And I, I just feel that it something needs to be said about it. Mm. Personally, for me, I myself, um, you know, when, when I elicited my list of values, respect is kind of like among the top five. Right. And I believe that People don't really, people just pay sort of like, you know, lip service so to the word respect. But what is respect really? Is it being translated into behaviors at the workplace, in our relationships? Uh, what are we doing really to cause people to respect us or to cause people to not disrespect mm. us? Are we drawing the boundaries? What are we projecting? Because sometimes if people are disrespecting you over and over and over again, many, many, many different people, then you've got to ask yourself, what am I sending out there right. that allows people to treat me this to way? To step all over me, mm. right? What, mm. am I, what, are, what am I emitting? Yeah. Now, if you have uh, any questions, you can also WhatsApp us. It's 018-789-8899. So we'll get to our first case study. So uh, my boss has a tendency to call me on weekends and after working out, to discuss work matters. I feel that this is a violation of my rights as an employee, not to mention invasion of my privacy and a lack of respect on my need for time off. What are your thoughts on this? I think Malaysia should introduce a law like France mm. where it is against the law to call your employees and bother them after hours. You mm. know, So once uh, you and the employee understand that... Uh, what after hours means and you know and come to some sort of common agreement now i i do understand uh, once that happens then um you might be able to extend working hours or something like that but i find over here that um, sometimes bosses think nothing of just calling people mm. on weekends, mm. calling people on holidays, calling them when they're on MC. 
Right. Calling them when they are in hospital mm. and asking them for this information or that information, I think that's a gross violation of human rights, you yeah, know. Yeah. I want to say that. Because if you're an MC, you're an MC. If you're on an annual leave, you're on an annual leave. If it's after hours and you've delivered your work for the day and then it's up to the, and you've submitted it, it's up to the boss to check it and then just say, okay, fine, uh, it's done, you go. Not, you know, do other things and then come and check it at about seven, eight o'clock at home and then find, oh, something's missing, call the employee. That that I feel that that's not right. Because once you, you, what, you're out of working hours, um, whatever your working hours are deemed to be. Now, in some cases where you're working in a job where you're in terms of IT support and there needs to be 24-hour support in the organization, even then I think one person shouldn't be um, be made to be on 24 hours call. Hmm. You should have a rotation system where maybe two or three people at that level are actually in charge of uh, running the show so that hmm. um, you can, if, if it's this, this guy's time off, then you can call the other person. Hmm. Now, the only person, people I think who, doctors. Should, uh, who should be on 24-7 are doctors on emergency See. service or something like that, right. right? No, or um, Gyneco- in, gynecologists. Uh, gynecologists. <laughs> I mean, because that's the job they've chosen and so they that's that comes with the territory. Right. But when you sign up for, when you go and look at your employment letter, sometimes, you know, it's there in like, like the small print, you know, the, employ- uh, the, the, the company... Um, uh, retains the the, the discuss the discretion to be able to call you and you know any time to be able to right. attend to work with them. I don't think that's right at all. I, I in case or in case of emergency, right or a crisis. I mean, I can imagine like you know what happened with Malaysia Airlines, right? Yeah, you know that different. kind of that's different, right? So in case of emergency, so so the the general thing for me is like I, how I would treat others. I would want others to treat me. Um, normally, I would just like send an email, right, and then respond over, if it's. Over over the weekend, respond to me on Monday, that kind of thing. If it was a, set, a little bit urgent, I might send a WhatsApp message, yeah. right? A WhatsApp message, but you know, just say, just get back to me later when you have an opportunity. But when it gets to a point where I'm, I have to call to check on something because something is due on a Saturday, I'll, I'll apologize. I'm so sorry I have to call you on a Saturday. This has happened, right? But as much as possible, I don't want you to disturb me over my weekend as well. It's absolutely mm. true. And I think sometimes it's also about how we manage our clients. So in certain service industries where, you know, the client feels that you need to be at their back and call at all times, then you as the head of the company, then you can service the client at all times. Mm. Don't expect your employees to be there, uh, be called at 10 o'clock, have to go back. I've seen this happen. People at 10 o'clock saying, look, I'm sorry, my mind is somewhere else. What's happening? My boss has just sent me this. It urgently needs to go out. I mean, I know if there's a crisis in the company, yeah. if your property company and a building collapse and you need to send yes. out an, uh, something to the media or tweet it or something, understandable, I know. But then you need to warn the employee that this is going to be part of your job. Yeah. And and then and then when you do that, when you take up the employee's personal time, uh, then you need to pay back. Hmm. Now I I cannot understand why companies nine o'clock you don't come in, you come in at nine five nine ten. They come and they penalize you and make a big deal about it in your appraisal and all that. But when you stay and work after hours until uh, seven nobody. eight nine o'clock, nobody cares. Nobody says. Nobody says the hey, next day. Maybe you should just take a couple of hours off. I don't think employees mind working overtime till ten eleven sometimes. If you're going to give them that time off the next day, right. appreciate them for that effort, not penalize them for being late, and then ignore the fact that they're working overtime and you know using their personal time to do work and stuff. Hmm. Mm. I, I'm very fortunate, like with. Most organisations I worked for, uh, they've been very respectful of of the employees. So 
kudos to that, right? So, uh, case study number two. I planned a local holiday with my extended family months ago and we were all looking forward to it. Suddenly, two weeks before the holiday, I was told by my senior manager that the team was planning a retreat and I would have to cancel my leave to attend. He stressed that we're a small team. My presence is crucial to the team building activity. Isn't this disrespecting me and my need to take time off of my loved ones? How should I have handled this? Well, if I were in the position of this person... Mm. But then I'm a maverick, you know. I would have just said, family time is family time. I have planned this. I have paid the airline tickets, the hotel bookings and all that. Are you going to reimburse me for that? Right. And, you know, surely you do not expect me to send my family off on a holiday with my kids and all that without me. Hmm. So, I mean, this retreat, if you're going to be planning a retreat with staff, giving us two weeks notice is not, not yep. on. Yep. You should have given us months of notice because... Because if he had applied for leave months earlier, yeah. right, you know, you should have taken that into consideration. Yeah, you should have taken that into consideration and you should have planned even earlier. Mm. And that's why companies should always be planning things like this. You can't just be doing ad hoc. I think we need to take the team off because, you know, we're having some conflict and things like that. Mm. Then you should talk to everybody. We're a small team, right? Mm. Talk to everybody. Like, it's easy and say, look, I'm planning to do this retreat at this time. Can all of you make it? Right. If not, find a consensus for a date. When After all, it's a small can. team. It's a small team. Yeah. So I, I would say uh, when, when people People have come to me with problems like this and I've said, stand up, say no, say that family time is family time. Now, very often in life, uh, we put our, fa- our work before everything. Yeah. We live in sort of fear. If I don't go for this retreat and I don't acquire to what the company wants, they're going to penalise me and think that I am not on the ball and not dedicated to my job. Why can't a company appreciate that someone who's dedicated to their family can also know take that loyalty and dedication and be giving it to the company that if you allow your companies to spend time with their families give them that day off the weekend off don't catch out them then they, they're going to come back refreshed on monday and they're going to be so grateful that yeah. you know something was going on but you didn't bother me and you handled it yourself hmm. you know so i think in this case uh how should I have handled this? I think I should have, this person should have just put the foot down, you know, and told the boss, I'm sorry, it's family time. I cannot compromise on this. Um, maybe I, I applied before this yes. announcement was made, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm not trying to... Be difficult or shirk and I really it, want to be part of mm. this team building, but my family is... You know, I'm looking at this right now. I'm like, seriously? To, and and this, this is a real case study? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Two weeks before... Uh, the holiday mm. you're planning a team building mm. okay mm. so it just tells you about the boss what kind of all over the place kalam kabut person this is that you couldn't even plan this tell people you know I've, we've got a couple of uh, questions here we'll go through that in just a moment thanks for your feedback so if you have any questions about this whole issue of respect uh, you can send to 018-789-8899 uh, we'll have we'll continue our discussion with Sheila Singham from Human Equation in just a moment Bias Free Media, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You're listening to Enterprise. Good morning. This is Frida Liu, Sheila Sinkin from Human Equation here. Uh, we're talking about respecting others. We're going through a couple of case studies. We've got some feedback from uh, listeners. Thank you very much. And if you have any questions around this topic about respect in the workplace, you can send it to 018-789-8899. Uh, we've got here from uh, Chia Tianyuan. It's just a comment. He said um, he thinks it's more of a history problem. Uh, as you know, Malaysia wasn't a wealthy nation back then. So whenever a boss or supervisor phones you to work, employees simply say, ah, got 
OT. Hmm. Over time, got money, right? Uh, so as time went by, it became a, a norm, right? And so, but I guess no need. Of course, things are a little bit different right now. Uh, we're not taking calls. You can send a WhatsApp message, but so we're not taking calls. Um, I know I've got a call coming in right now. So sorry, huh? <laughs> send us a WhatsApp message. Um, then we've got one here. What about employees? How about, can we call the boss on who's on holiday or an MC? I would say try not to. Mm. If someone is MC, they're sick, you know. Why do we need to go and add to the burden of they're already sick over there, they're already stressed at being ill, not knowing what's wrong, or feeling really unwell. And then you get a call from work saying, okay, this needs to be done, that needs to be done. So this is why also all bosses need to have a lieutenant, you know, a mm. second in command that you need to be able to delegate things to, that you need to be able to keep them apprised of all the projects that are going on and the status and all that. So if at any time anything happens to you, that you um, that person can take over. Now, ask you a question, Frida. Mm. Let's say the boss didn't take MC and didn't go on holiday. Let's say the boss experienced a sudden demise, you know, putting mm. it very mildly. Mm. Then what are you going to do? You're right. going to call him in the afterlife, huh? <laughs> you learn to handle it, isn't it? You right. figure it out, right? Yeah. So if someone's on holiday, just as I think that employees shouldn't be disturbed when they're on MC Same. or holiday, neither should bosses. Bosses also need time with their families and all that. But everybody, before they go on leave, they need to make sure that they do a handover. To, and who is in charge of and what? who is in, in charge. charge of whatever, right? Yeah, so if there's crucial things that, the, the things that need to be delivered during mm. that time frame when you're on leave, say one week, two weeks or something, that goes for bosses too. Right. then you need to put different people in, in charge. You need to delegate. Mm. So we need to learn to empower and delegate people below us so that they can take over when we need right. that time off. So so-and-so is in charge of this, so-and-so is in charge of this. Maybe it's not passed on to one person, but two, three people. Yeah. Any matters relating to these different areas, contact these people. That's your first point of contact. Yes. Right? But in the event that, okay, the boss is the only designated mm-hmm. spokesperson um, and you know no one else can say anything or, or be able to give that statement and there's a crisis, something terrible happened, an accident, yeah. a terrible crisis, then, then I think the boss himself would know, want to know and come back to work yeah. if he needs to, you know, attend to it. What if your boss is on holiday and in some place where there's no mm. Wi-Fi, no, no, uh, you know, dead zone or something like that, then how? People need to learn to manage. That's why uh, as a person who does media and spokesperson training and all that, I always say that you need to have a number two there to be mm. able to speak in case you're not able to. And and I think also um, at that point, if you have, there was a situation and you and you managed to resolve it, let's say it's not a crisis, but e- an email to say mm. that this has happened, da, 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 yeah. how we resolve, in whether he reads it or not, that's his, uh, that's his thing. But like, I think that was so, while he's away, yeah. sometimes they just, oh, okay, so this has happened, yeah. right? And it's, this that's right, just resolved. keep him informed Form and, and that's all it. that, right? And just I did this and that's it. Now the crisis has passed and yeah. now it's, we mitigated it. So, you know, just keeping you in informed. Okay, so we've got a message here from Keith Tan. He says, uh, how about an employee who takes time off but takes another few days to a week to get their mind back to work mode? I look at every leave request with absolute hesitation and I don't want to be harsh but I've communicated my expectations. Hmm. Well, I think if it's happening continuously with that employee, then maybe you need to have a coaching conversation with the employee and say, What's happening? Because I know of people who take leave because they just 
they've just had too much mm. because lot work has just stressed them out terrified them because you know uh it's it's just been too much maybe there's been too much pressure so they take the leave and then after that when they're in that state of leave they're like okay my mind is now at kind of rest but then you know it's saturday and tomorrow is sunday and monday i have to go back to work and just go back into that same milieu all over again and go back into that so i really need some extra leave so if this is happening you need to have a chat Now if if the employee is taking the leave because you won't know lah no whether they're going mm. on a, extending their holiday and all that you won't know right. but it it's a very it's not a cut and dried situation right i think each individual needs to be you know okay so separately. i don't know your situation but if the person you know like has finished the work and they want to take leave and it's you part of your annual leave Yeah. It's the person's right. Yeah, uh, I mean, but on the condition like you know, suddenly we're not in the middle of a project. Oh, uh, you know, uh, one day's notice, I want to take leave. Maybe that's sort of disrespectful because we've got a project. But if the person wants to take time off, and it's part of the annual leave, isn't it the person's right? Okay, it's so, not. A, it's not a medical. It's not a you know medical. I'm, I'm putting qu- uh, air quotes here. Ah, true. If it's if it's medical leave, then you got to find out what's happening. Like, how come after at the end of all your leave, mm. you always have another two days MC? What's happening there? Then you might want to do a query. Like, you know, talk to the person first. There's no valid reason. Then you got to maybe do your investigation. But the point is that um, annual leave maybe every employee is right, but annual leave also has to be planned. Okay, I can't just say okay next week I want to go for two weeks off. So if that person's already taken a week off and then uh, at the end of the holiday saying I want to extend again I mean that in itself is no no it's not fair on the employee's part to do that to the company right. because you know people are expecting you to come back to maybe deliver this or that or you know manage things and then somebody else is filling in for you for a time and then you suddenly just decide you want to extend mm. uh, ad hoc like that that is also not right on the employee's part that's right. why I said a conversation needs to be had we cannot just imagine that uh, just assume that everybody who's taken leave and then extends their leave or even extends a leave with some medical leave is just playing parks mm. you know there might be a real legitimate emotional or mental issue or a health issue going out here now yeah. I'll, I'll just tell you what happens when you're working 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 right your adrenaline is yes. going and you you kind of like have you, the energy and all yes. that but you know how sometimes when the you moment stop, you go on holiday you get you fall ill yeah so <laughs> if he's on holiday and he falls ill And then he needs to come back and extend that a little bit. You need to query. As long as he's providing a legitimate medical cert, like, you know, from a doctor, a credible doctor and all that, panel doctor and all, then you just got have to, to... Have that conversation. Have and, that and, conversation. And, and, and care. And, and say, care. Are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Instead of saying, wow, what, you're extending your leave again? What, you're, and, and you just went on holiday, then you're at MC. Find out, hey, what happened in your holiday? How did, what happened? Did you fall sick? Can we come and visit you? And right. sometimes if you go and visit the, 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 decide to go and visit the employee when he's on MC, if he's really an MC, then he'll be happy to see you. If he's just playing pucks and not an MC, he'll never take that MC again. Right. Okay. I've got a couple more questions. Comments and questions, and I I don't know whether I want to. Men- I won't mention names. I think just to you know. Mm. Uh, so this is from a gentleman. We'll call him JC. I had a senior employee using company's time to settle their car loan without informing beforehand or taking appropriate leave. I would have approved that even without leave. I see this as not understanding the basics of respect. I believe respect indeed goes both ways. Agreed. Yeah? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, then this is again uh, the, from an earlier um, from Keith earlier on. Uh, since I mentioned his name already. Um, 
I run a service-based business. The absence of individual could result in a huge revenue loss. Yeah, okay. Mm. Uh, comment there. Uh, one, a couple more actually. There's one, when I'm on leave, my boss calls me and I answer the call. But when she's on leave, she doesn't pick up my call. Unfair and irresponsible again. Res- Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. You have to have a conversation with your boss and say that, boss, when you're on leave, I try not to disturb you. But if it's something urgent, I need to get you. And please do at least answer my call. If you don't want me to call, if I WhatsApp, WhatsApp me back. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay. And one here, one comment from Anwar Juma Boy. Hi, Anwar. Uh, luckily, very early in my career, when on overseas holiday, I was called back to the office. I came back and turned out to be unnecessary. My boss was a panicky one that needed the whole team around. It was a good early lesson. Don't do to others what you don't want done to yourself. Amen. If you have bad <laughs> bosses, learn from them how to be a good boss okay. by not doing what they do. Thanks for your comments, uh, guys. And uh, you can uh, continue with your feedback and questions. 018-789-8899. We'll go through another case study here. Uh, my company is embarking on a culture change exercise. One of the things we're looking to implement is the practice of the corporate values. We did a survey and found that people felt certain values were not being fulfilled at work, the main one being respect. I feel that we need to address this first because how can people work happily if they feel disrespected? How do I approach this? Ask the people. Have conversations with people at every level. If your company is small, talk to everyone. If your company is really huge, then designate people to go and talk to people at the different levels and just ask them the question, Mm. what does respect mean to you? How do you know that you're being respected? What What do your colleagues, your bosses, your subordinates, the management have to do to show respect to you? Mm. And how would you know if you are being disrespected? What would you constitute as disrespect? You know, what, 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 are pe- what, do people, what are people's actions that cause you to feel respected or disrespected? Mm. And once you have got all of that, collate it, uh, summarize it, extract the main sort of points, and then turn it into sort of like a, a session where, you know, a two-hour, three-hour session, town hall session, whatever, where you have these conversations with people and say, respect, obviously, to this company means different things to different people, but this is what everyone has just said. So we need to put this into practice and then maybe make it part of a sort of a... a um, policy change or you know a new philosophy or even put it as part of the KPIs mm. or maybe have a, a respect among other values who are those who are really fulfilling these values and get people to to vote for their colleagues right. who are fulfilling these values and, and give them some appreciation and recognition and things like that mm. that will actually make people um want to live out the values right and then also Observe and call out, train, give people the skills, the tools on how to give feedback and, and elegantly and grace, graciously, gracefully call out those people who are behaving in a manner that disrespects others. Right. Mm. This is very interesting, you know. Um, I think uh, one, of, one of the common threads is like, you know, not being able to communicate effectively right yeah. that, that point across about respect no? um, I know this lady called Anima Kose she has this whole thing about speaking up and and in her, her context of course speaking up in, when you see something is wrong with the organisation like yeah. Volkswagen the issue in the US right yeah. everybody knew but nobody dared to yeah. speak up right and that that's also and give people the tools to be able to speak up honestly right because if you it's about an organisation I think we still have that the power distance thing that we feel that we cannot speak up and sometimes speaking about something that makes us upset doesn't mean 
we are disrespectful. No. You know, speaking up respectfully as well. I mean, don't scream, don't shout, don't do not do that sort of I thing. I think, well. actually, Frida, if you have the courage to speak up mm. about the wrong things that are happening in an organisation, you are actually respecting the organisation, you're respecting the brand. Yeah. Because you care enough to want to make a change mm. and, 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 you know sort of eliminate all those things that eventually will cause the uh, the brand to be disrespected. We've seen mm. that so much around the world. We've seen that in our country, in our own country. I mean, the, the whole scandal, you know, with 1MDB and Goldman Sachs, you know, things were going on wrong, but yeah. no one dared to call it out because, you know, approvals were coming from the top and all that. Mm. So... Uh, I think it takes a lot of courage. And I think also, yes, sometimes it might be to the detriment of your career and your rice bowl and all that. But then again, it goes back to your values. Like what's more important to you? Right. Uh, we'll continue with some more case studies uh, in just a moment. Uh, Sheila Sinkin from Human Equation. Uh, we're talking about respect. Zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. If you have any comments or questions, stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Begin fun moments. BFM. 89.9, The Business Station. This is Enterprise. Good morning. Frida Liu here speaking to Sheila Singham from Human Equation. We're going through some case studies about respect in the workplace. Um, and, you know, if you have any questions or queries, you can always send them to 018-789-8899. Uh, thank you. We have been getting some feedback. Uh, we're going to go through a, another case study here. And this is, isn't it true that a company is judged not just by the way it treats its employer, employers, uh, but employees, but also how it treats other stakeholders. I'm a vendor for a company. I find that they handle their vendors without any respect. For example, making me wait for a long time, even when an appointment has been scheduled, cancelling or moving meetings the last minute, even when I'm on the way there, always asking me to give hefty discounts because their attitude is that I'm providing a service and I can f- afford to cut my fees and, and not giving me what I need to do my do- job well. How should I handle this client? Oh. Brother or sister, whoever you are, I feel for you because I've been there. Yeah, I myself am a vendor. <laughs> been there, and this has that. happened to me in the past, but you know, I drew my boundaries and I put my foot down. So what you need to do is, uh, if appointments have been made for you, and people are making you sit outside their door while they carry on other meetings, mm. while they told you come at two o'clock and it's three o'clock, and they're still not able to see because in there some stuck in some meeting. Then I need think you need to just send a message to them and say that I have another appointment yeah. and I have to leave soon. I, I've been waiting here an hour, but I understand that you're busy. So please tell me when it's free for for me to come back or if for you to come and you know see me. Mm. Um, and uh, I've got to go. Yeah. And you will be amazed how suddenly, miraculously, that other meeting will end and they'll call you in. Mm. You know, and so um, then you tell them, uh, right, I had actually scheduled um, one and a half hours for you because I have another meeting. I do. So let's see whether we can wrap this up quickly. Mm. Half an hour. That's about all I can spare. Right. I mean, it's not being arrogant. Huh? No. It's being, um, it's being demanded to be treated with respect. Mm. If you don't respect yourself and you don't have boundaries and you just let, you know, allow yourself to be at the complete disposal of your client to yank you around anytime you want, then uh, how are they going to respect you? Mm. You know? So the next thing is you said cancelling at the last minute even when I'm on the way there. So then I would say, okay, well, fine. If I'm already on the way, you know. Is there someone else who can see me instead of you mm. for me to, you know, deliver or send in a proposal or whatever the, the reason for the meeting? And they say, no, it's me. Okay, fine. Then um, 
let me know some options when you want to reschedule this meeting and do let me know if it's going to be convenient for you to come and see me right you yeah. know and and i guess these things do okay these things do happen right uh If it, if it's a once off, it's okay. It's okay. You no, know, bite me. What? Fool me once, it's okay. Fool me twice, I, I really is it worth? And I'm, I'm. Is it worth the money? The, because for the stress that yeah. this organization, uh, you know, causes you asking for discounts, is it worth that money um, to work with them? Because it's, it, is it worth your health? Absolutely. And then you know about giving hefty discounts. Mm. Um, Somehow when you're selling a product, people don't ask you to give a hefty discount mm. because you know they know you have to have a margin and you you know you yeah. purchase that. It's and tangible. Tangible. Can touch. But when it comes to service, people ask you to give discount because they say, what well, you got no cost, what? Yeah, what about my, my time? time. Yeah. What about my effort? What about, you know, all that stuff I put in to plan, prepare, do all this. You, you And then the telephone calls and all that, yeah. you know. So you, you cannot do that. I always tell people when they ask me this, you know. Um, it's Again, I reiterate, it's not arrogance. Yeah. It's confidence in the value of what you do and what you're offering. Um, so that you know that if you go down and acquires to that client's request to halve your value, then you're saying that you're only worth half of that. Lah. Mm. So then why did you charge that much in the first place? Because that's your value. Right. So I will just reply them and say that, Well, you know, you don't go into an LV store mm. and ask for a 50% discount. They're just going to look at you like you're mad. Right. So in the same way, I can't give you a 50% discount. It wouldn't be fair to my other clients. Mm. You know, so don't just give in, you know, your compromise your principles, mm. your self-respect, your value in yourself, your self-worth just to get the job. Right. Money is money. We all do business and money is why we are doing business, you know, to not just pay our dues, but also to enjoy life little. Mm. But the minute you start compromising your principles, your values, just to make money, then that's an erosion in your value system already. And then how do you remain intact, your value system? Then it's just all the way down lah. Right. Okay. Mm. All right. So, uh, this has been really interesting. This whole I- idea, this whole topic about respecting others. We'll continue with this uh, topic because there's a couple more case studies we haven't had time to go through. Uh, Should we so do that the next time? We Frida? will do that uh, the final, the last Monday of July. Uh, thanks for being with us again, uh, Human Equation founder Sheila Singham, and thanks for your feedback as well. Um, so you can actually. Oh, anyway, there is there is a comment coming in. Maybe we we'll just go through this sure. one, okay? And it says this is I'm not going. Mentioned him. I heard your comments about bias. There are unprofessional bias. There are many professional procurement out there who respect all vendors. Of course, of sure, course, they sure. are. I agree with you. I would are. say that the organization I work for right now do respect their vendors very much. I agree with you. Yeah. There are organizations that respect their vendors a lot. They, I mean, they treat their vendors beautifully, and mm. it's a, it's a real pleasure working for them. Yeah. My, I'm not in, you know, and by any means saying that it's always only the vendors who are uh, the, the the clients who are at fault. The w- vendors are all, you know, absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. I'm just addressing the case study. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, of course, you know, I've had privilege of working with really good ones as yeah. well. Not the odd ones, right? And and it comes back to the whole, I guess, the underlying issue being respect. Uh, so Sheila Singham will be back final Monday of uh, next month. Thank you for your feedback. Zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. You can also, if you just you know miss this, you can also download the podcast by uh, downloading our app first, and you can listen to that or go to our website. Um, this will be up in a couple of hours i guess uh thanks for being with us bfm 89.9 thank you for listening to this podcast to find more great interviews go to bfm.my or find us on itunes
BFM 89.9, The Business Station.